Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. You were able to observe practice today. What did you learn? Yeah, uh, well, it was a little warmer today, finally. I mean, it was 53, 54 degrees and mostly sunny. So a little nicer weather day. They were outside. They had shells on today. So uh, wearing shoulder pads for the first time we've seen them anyway. They didn't, they didn't have an open practice on, on Sunday. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say there was anything too dramatic. They're still mixing things up. They had... Joshua Braun working at right tackle today, which was a little bit surprising to me because he was kind of forced into that position when they were uh, when he was at Florida, and one of the reasons he he ended up transferring to Arkansas. But uh, yeah, that was one of the reasons that he uh, you know left Florida because he was starting at guard and they moved him over to tackle and he kind of fell to the backup role. But uh, they're just mixing things up, trying different things. They had Kiss Crawford back with the first group at right guard today. Uh, didn't notice anything too dramatic on offense. Uh, they, you know, they didn't have Jaden Wilson out there with the first, second, or third team. Not sure why they weren't running him out, uh, but he wasn't out there. Isaac Tesla was running with the first group. Defensively, they were working Hudson Clark. There's that echo again. They were working Hudson Clark at uh, nickel today, and had Jalen Lewis back out there. He he was not out there on Thursday when we were able to observe. But had him back out there. He was working with the second group today, which I guess kind of a thing. Maybe if you're coming back from an injury or something, kind of the work your way back aspect of it. Uh, I timed a few punts. Did not punt very well. Now, Max Fletcher had a, one that just absolutely was booming. It went about like 4.8 seconds. I was timing them. Uh, but every other one, you know, from all the all the guys were just, just not very good punts. Like not, not only one other one went over four seconds. I think it was like 4.2 seconds. So, not sure what was going on there. They had uh, they had Isaiah Satania working some punt return. Bryce Stevens and uh, Jalen Braxton got back there and worked some punt return as well. So, that's pretty much most of the observable stuff. We'll have, uh, you know, the full one through first through third team depth chart, just how they came out and everything uh, on the website a little later. But, again, I'm just kind of coming off the field, so a little scattered right now. Trey, what uh, has the offense looked like under uh, Dan Enos to this point, mm-hmm. or is it too early really to tell? Yeah, probably a little too early based on what we've seen. Now, they have had K.J. under center some, not a lot, but they've done that. Uh, today, it was the first time that I've seen them work that set, you know, like they did in the bowl game where they had two running backs in the backfield at the same time. So they did that today. Uh, but, yeah, probably – too early to tell you know in terms of what kind of tempo we're going to see and, and things like that because they haven't really haven't really had an opportunity to see them like march up and down the field and stuff so still installing stuff and yeah it's just the drills are different i can tell you that they do they do some different things uh drill wise dan enos i can remember before he always liked the the long stick with a boxing glove and he's always you know kind of jabbing at the quarterbacks trying to knock the ball out when they're going through drills doing that so they do some different drills, but uh, other than that, it's probably a little early to tell. 
Uh, let's check in. He's been holding. I'm not sure if he's still there. Navy Mike, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Hey, hello, Randy. And uh, Rick and uh, what's up, mate? Hey, Mike. I, I actually don't have anything for Trey. I, I was trying to get on the Trey, the uh, Kevin Bohannon part because I had a Razorback baseball question. So, um, if you don't mind, could, could I go back on hold until after Trey's done? That way people can get in here and, and Well, after that, you know, Mike, we're, we're off the air because Razorback baseball plays tonight. So, go ahead and ask your question real quick. Go ahead. Oh, well, you know, I, okay. Well, as far as Razorback ba- baseball, you know, um, you know, obviously they, um, you know, they had one of the historic seasons a couple of years ago where they won 50 games. They didn't lose a series. Um, you know, and then, you know, um, won the SEC tournament. Obviously, they didn't even make it to Omaha. And then, uh, by contrast, you had last year's team, which was scrappy. Um, they had a late season collapse, but they went on a run, and they made, they made it, you know, to third place at, at Omaha. So, um, you know, but so, it, I mean, you know, you run the gamut of, 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 the, of the, uh, you know, the greatness and, and, um, just like um, being able to, to get things done. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, um, babies that were born the year that Dave Van Horn was introduced as the head baseball coach at Arkansas, those guys are going to turn 22 years old today. Or, or not today, but this year. You know? So, I mean, at what point do you, do you have to just, you know, admit to yourself, is he just like a great value brand, Mike Martin? It's Trey's time, so let's Mike. stop you there because you're yeah. going to go on. And let Please me just use say it this. Tomorrow. By your standard, every coach should be fired. Every coach should be fired that doesn't win a national championship. So, enough. I'm sorry, Trey. I thought he had a question. He didn't have a question at all. Sorry. All right. Let's uh, switch gears back. <laughs> Yeah, let's go back to Trey. <laughs> sorry about uh, that, Trey. I thought he said he had a baseball question. He didn't have a question at all, so sorry about that. That's okay. All right, uh, Trey, is there any unit or group that has been standing out so far? Well, I think it's a good-looking group of wide receivers. I mean, Ooh, it's crazy because they've, they've lost so many guys, but, I mean, from this group there's going to be guys that emerge that are, you know, a go-to guy, a uh, you know, a deep threat, you know, and a whole supporting cast because you lost your top four ball catchers last year, your top four receivers, I should say. They still got, you know, obviously Raheem Sanders back about 28 passes last year. But it's a, it's a good-looking group overall, I think. You know, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape at cornerback when everything shakes out. You get little Darius Bishop back, Quincy McAdoo back. You know, you have Jaheim Singletary coming in. But uh, Lorando Johnson, good-looking kid. Uh, Jalen Braxton, good-looking kid. I mean, to me, those two groups are probably, you know, pretty well up there. And I think the, the defensive end group is going to be uh, in pretty good shape, too, especially with, you know, with what they lost. But they've also got Trajan Jeffcoat coming in, who really looks the part. And, and uh, John Morgan to go with Zach Williams, who had four and a half sacks last year. And uh, Deshaun Stewart, you know, and, and Landon Jackson also. I think you've got a good group there. Would like to see them get another body in there on the interior defensive tackle, um, but yeah, I would say maybe those groups are, are what stand out. The offensive line's a big group, but they still got a lot of sorting out to do. Uh, so probably a little early to 
to say, you know, anything about that group. Um, but, and, you know, the quarterbacks too, like just compared to what they had last year, you know, you've got KJ Jefferson back, so you'd expect him to be another year better. But uh, I, I mentioned on Friday, Jacoby Criswell looks the part. He looks like a guy that could end up being, you know, a starter for them. And that's, that's what you want in your backup quarterback. The next guy in line, ideally would be your backup quarterback. And, Arkansas just hasn't had that the last couple of years, so I think that's very important. All right, Trey, this is from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback from the farmer. He wants to know about Chris Harris, how he is looking at wide receiver. Well, Harris is, I mean, he's out there doing some good things. He's not near as big as the other guys, uh, but he's a you know an experienced guy. I wouldn't expect him to like make a major contribution at wide receiver this year. Uh, but you know he's he's an older guy out there and can provide some leadership. Talk with Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. Trey, you talk about the quarterbacks. You know we saw what Alabama did when they had Hurts and went to Tua. You see a situation with the quarterbacks that we have. If KJ was having a bad game and gets pulled and covered, you know, somebody comes in and just, oh, we all love the backup. You, you talked about Friday, what kind of quarterbacks we got. Do you see a situation where he could actually come in and not come off the field and KJ sit the bench? If, I don't want that to happen, but do you see a situation? Mm-hmm. We haven't had a quarterback group like this in a while. I'll get off appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Savage. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say because when KJ's been healthy, he's been pretty good, you know, so it doesn't really. The only thing that's really held him back, like, you know, thinking back to that Liberty game was when he wasn't healthy. Um, I don't know that as a senior proven veteran quarterback that you would ever go, well, we're going to just, we're going to, you know, I just, it would be hard for me to envision that. Now, a guy who's a first year starter, you don't, you know, you're not 100% sure what you have in him and he's not playing well, then yeah, I think you could see that. But, it's just hard for me to envision if KJ struggling. It, it, you know, you kind of feel like you'd almost always be. Well, he'll, he's going to pull it together here at some point. He's going to pull us through this. So, yes, I mean, it's you know, even going back to like when Brandon Allen was at was at quarterback for Arkansas, uh, and Austin Allen was an eventual starter behind him. And if Brandon was kind of struggling, they would never pull him off the field. You know, he had to be like really injured like he was, uh, you know, second half of that old Miss game uh, before they pulled him off. So it's it's hard for me to imagine them pulling a guy that's a third-year starter, you know, because he, you know, may have a couple of picks because you're always going to feel like he's going to come back and bounce back. It's almost like that NFL mentality. Where, yeah. I mean, the starters, you almost have to drag him off. Uh, and even when you think, okay, the game is well in hand, all you got to mm-hmm. do, you know, bring in the backup quarterback, let him mop up. Most times or not, they don't even do that. Starter stays out I mean, how, to the final whistle. How many times? How many Patriots games did we watch when Ryan Mallett was there, thinking eventually, you know, they're going to pull Tom Brady out of this game <laughs> and, get, <laughs> and get Mallett some snaps, and it mm, never right. happened. Never <laughs> happened. Wow, yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not the NFL. If KJ ends up as good as Brady, then we that that would really be amazing. Yes, <laughs> I don't think that's what he's that saying. That wasn't necessarily the comparison, <laughs> but I don't think that's what he was saying, uh, or Trey was saying a minute ago. Uh, Trey, defensively up front, uh, 
what are you seeing there? Because, uh, again, I think maybe a little underachievement last year. Maybe they just that was the best that they could be. But what are you seeing up front defensively this year for Arkansas? Yeah, I still want to see them add another uh, big body inside out of the transfer portal. I think that they'll have the, maybe the opportunity to do that. They've uh, had a defensive lineman from Maryland uh, on campus, I think, last weekend. So maybe it's him. I, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just like, you know, a John Ridgway NFL type. I was talking with Danny about that a little bit, just, you know, kind of what he's seeing in transfer market and stuff. Um, you know, because Terry Hanson isn't, like, viewed as a NFL guy, but he was a very quality player for Arkansas. He really helped him last year. But they need another guy. They can get another guy like Terry Hampton in here, then you absolutely bring him in. But moving Eric Gregory inside, I think, has been um, really key because he's six four three zero seven anyway. And if you're running, you know, a four man front, that definitely speaks more to uh, defensive tackle than than playing outside. So having him in there uh, is big. Torian Carter was working with the first group today, and obviously having him back from injury last year. He was really starting to come on before that injury happened. And then Cam Ball, I think we we all feel pretty good about, you know, Cam Ball. And, and Marcus Miller's been there a while, hasn't really contributed a whole lot, so it's hard to say, like, you know, Marcus Miller can be an, a regular guy in the rotation when he, he just hasn't been throughout his career. So you'd like to have a really solid, reliable, 2D guys that you can really depend on and, you know, to me, that means one, maybe even two defensive tackles because you'd hate to have an injury or something uh, because, you know, you'd like to be able to rotate those guys pretty freely. So I would like to see them add, add two more guys in there. But they've got three that I think you can feel pretty good about in Cam Ball, Torian Carter, and Eric Gregory. Coach Pittman was alluding to the fact that he was pleased to be able to get the walk-ons, the preferred walk-ons and even those that tried out and was able to uh, uh, secure the spot uh, for spring ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Any prospects, Trey, that might could uh, emerge? For me, those walk-ons or preferred walk-ons? Yeah, I think they added 10 walk-ons. Um, to be honest, Randy, I, I, a lot of times you see them just add players in the spring, you know, just to have some more bodies out there, and most mm-hmm. of those guys don't make it uh, to fall camp now. Marlon Crockett, 6'4", 200-pound wide receiver, to me looks like a guy that, you know, 10 years ago they might have brought in on scholarship. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of good physical tools, uh, looks good out there. So I would say, you know, he, he has a chance to maybe help them at some point. Uh, I mean, he's got some talented guys ahead of him to beat out. But I would say probably him. And aside from that, I, I don't know that I just see a guy that just, like, jumps – now, I take that back. Um, the walk-on from Maryland, the offensive lineman, he goes like 6'9". Um, you know, obviously, anytime you have a guy that's 6'9", he's a walk-on that, that stands out. And I'm spacing on his name right now, but, um, you know, he might be another guy. But both those guys are transfers from, you know, other, other Power 5 schools. So it's kind of a little bit different than, you know, uh, Tommy uh, Varhall is his name, 6'8", I'm going to circle back to, uh, you mentioned the punting team a moment ago uh, did not have a particularly impressive day. Uh, We know that Reed Bauer moved on. 
Is this mm-hmm. already a concern, Trey, that is the special teams? They've got to get Max Fletcher consistent. He can boom the ball. I mean, I mentioned he had a 4.8-second uh, hang time on one of his punch, beautiful spiral. Uh, and then, you know, the next one was like 3.8 seconds and a wobbler. You know, it's, and that's kind of what we saw all season. Yeah, he'd boom one, and then he'd boom one 28 yards. Uh-huh. You know, just kind of pull one or shank one. And that – he's got the talent. He's got the leg. It's just that the consistency has not been there. So if they can ever get that out of him, get him consistent, then they'll have a fine punter. And, you know, the other two guys they had out there punting, you know, weren't particularly impressive either. Not today, at least. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, we're, I know we're not talking about Cam Little, but uh, that's one aspect, certainly, we don't uh, worry about. But, boy, punting last year was inconsistent yeah. at, the, at the very best. And uh, sounds like it's, it's about the same so far. Uh, in spring ball. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of HollandSports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.